This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, we wonder if any news is good news after kids. And have no guest for today! (laughs) So lucky you! Teresa! Yeah? How the hell are ya? I am not well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Last week, I complained that I felt I was coming down with something, possibly. Yes, and I lysoled the entire booth in my body afterwards. Good. Mm -hmm. Good job. You're welcome. You didn't get sick. You're welcome. Yet. Not yet. (laughs) Um, I really hope you don't get sick. I, I, (laughs) so... I thought this might happen, and it did. Like, my conversation with you on our show last week was, like, the last words that I was able to utter for then, like, five days. Like, I just totally lost my voice. I had no voice whatsoever on Tuesday or Wednesday. Like, no, like, trying really hard, no sound coming out. And, like, painful. And then for, like, three days after that, just, like, the really sad, (laughs) like, squeaky, raspy, like, obviously just horrible... And um, it was the the silver lining was this is totally a compliment your partner. It's time to compliment your partner. Jesse happened to have like a lighter week or a week where he was able to help me, and he was totally there. Like he totally helped me the whole week, nice. um, which was great. Um, except yesterday, which. I won't even talk about it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, but it's he was... Time he, to take back your compliment. To take it back because of one shitty thing that happened. Um, no, he, he was great. He was there and I like really, really needed his help because as listeners might know, if you've ever had this happen to you when you have a toddler, it's impossible to take care of a toddler when you have no voice. Mm-hmm. It is fucking impossible. It's so awful. Right. I was telling Biz before the show that I actually punched a kitchen cabinet (laughs) out of rage one day because I was so frustrated that I was like trying to get some point across to my three-year-old and I just it was just so hard. And then like with the baby, totally not as hard with the baby except I will say like even um, during the times when like Jesse would take Simon to go do something to give me a break I would be hanging out with Oscar and like it was much easier but it was really kind of sad and depressing to take care of a baby when you have no voice. Like, when you can't even, like, say those little things that you say to your baby throughout the day. Like, (laughs) you're just kind of sitting there in silence with the baby. It's like your social experiment from high school where they, like, put you in a blindfold all week or whatever, or make you, like, be in a wheelchair all day at the high school or whatever, and they're like, go see, like, whatever. What it's like, yeah. Yeah, because, like, if you've only always talked to your kids, then you don't have those special, you haven't, like, honed those other senses to communicate with them. No. You're just like left in the void versus like there's a woman who lives in my neighborhood who's always out walking with her daughter and she's deaf and she speaks Uh on her kids. So of course Catherine Bell and I go up and just yak to her. Right. Like assholes, right? Uh, that's and like, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, we're really great. Anyway, but she's like super nice, whatever. Yeah. But every time she leaves, I do think about that like, I, this is the only way I communicate with my kid, and this is the only way she communicates with her kid. That kid yeah. must look at me like, why are you talking? Just shut, shut up. up. <laughs> 
such a good point. That is so true. But but because it's the only way you've ever communicated yeah. with your kids, that is like super frustrating. It was super oh frustrating. My God. And I felt like a little bit like a joke was being played on me. Like <laughs> like podcasting mom right. can't speak. Because like I do I mean, I know I think we joke on the show a lot about like you being a talker. But I'm oh, totally you're a, talker. a talker too. Yeah. Like it's really that is totally like true right. to my identity. <laughs> So I'm glad to finally be coming back to myself, although I have this, like, sinking feeling that after, after this show, I'm just going to have, like, a whole other day. Anyways. You're welcome. How you are... have to carry the whole show today. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> How are you? Well, today is Catherine Bell, I mean, Katie Bell's Yay! first day of kindergarten. Katie Bell is back, ladies and yes! gentlemen. Can we if have, you're... like, a round of applause sound effect? Woo! The, uh, she... <laughs> For anybody who randomly has just decided to pick episode 69 as their first episode to listen to, um, you're hello and yeah. welcome. But my daughter, when she went from being three to being four and going into pre-K, she decided she was no longer going to be Katie Bell, which mm-hmm. we called her for the first three years of her life. She was going to be Catherine Bell. And we were mm-hmm. like, all right. After a lot of talk, we decided that was fine. And then she said... Now that I'm going to kindergarten, I want to be Katie Bell again. And she thinks that, like, every year she's going to get to change it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm like, I don't give a shit. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care. Uh, no one's going to spell your name right ever. Uh-huh. Ever. Yeah. So do whatever you want. Anyway, so she wakes up this morning and she's like, <laughs> she comes out and she says, Katie Bell is back. <laughs> and then she's, like, singing to herself all day, like, brushing her teeth. She's like, Katie Bell is back. The most exciting girl is back. <laughs> and I was like, true? The True? Uh, it's a fact. And she was so super cute. excited about kindergarten. And we just, like, she just nailed it. Like, she put on her boring-ass clothes that, you know, neither one of us. I could not keep my, I could not do the, like, no, the water's not cold, you know, kind of mm-hmm. action when she looked looked at the uniform-style clothes and was like, these are really boring. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, Catherine Bell, Katie Bell, whatever. Nah, I gotta go what back. is the deal with, like, the dress so code at school? So it's just a dress it's code. Not, okay, it's, it's not, not officially like a, a uniform, okay. but the dress code says she can wear any uniform color of uniform, like skirt, oh. shorts, jumper, the polo shirts. Uh, I talked to the kindergarten teacher, and she said it, she can wear anything on the bottom she wants. The tops need to be solid, or she can oh. wear, like, the bobcat shirt and one of the Oh, like school, school shirts. shirts, right? Oh. Um, so, you know, Catherine Bell really... That is a big change for her. It's a very big change because yeah. she really dresses. Too. Yeah. She's like, like she, we, we describe her as Sarah Jessica Parker's character from L.A. Story. Like, that's what my kid looks like all the time. Just crazy hair and like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Underwear on the outside of this tutu. Like, whatever. Like, she yeah. just loves it. And, and, like, jewelry, too. And jewelry. and yeah. So we got, like, cool belts to go on top of stuff. Okay. Like, we, you know, she's going to be fine. Okay. And she, she also said this morning, so I'm putting on one of my most boring outfits for the first day of school. Like, she's just so, like, <laughs> centered yeah. for, like, a five-year-old. Uh-huh. Uh, and we went to the school and dropped. Like, I waited for them to march into school. Like, we just marched into school. And it was like, I was going to say this now, and I'll probably come back to it for the wrap-up. But there is – there is – there's something about standing out there on that playground, mm-hmm. okay? And you look around, and this is where you're going to see, we're, you know, we're, this is where you're going to see everybody. You mm-hmm. got all kind of parents. You got rich parents. You got poor parents. You got black parents. You got Hispanic parents. You got this parent, short parents, old parents, tall parents, whatever. Yeah. All these parents that under normal circumstances 
you know, as a society, we're just told to, like, mm-hmm. differentiate between mm-hmm. or whatever. But at this beautiful moment, and I hope everybody who takes their kids to school on the first day can have this moment. There's this beautiful moment where your kids are all lining up and they are marching into that classroom forever. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And you look around and all that's standing out there are moms and dads who whose most perfect precious child mm-hmm. is entering kindergarten and it's just like so amazing and heartbreaking and all the stuff at the same time it's just like oh. it was so beautiful to just like me cry. be around all these parents and like I think I've said this on the show before it just makes me crazy that as a society we somehow feel that like only rich white people want the best for their kids I know you know like it's just so bullshit there's like this assumption that like if you have to work three jobs and you can't be home with your kids 24 hours a day or whatever, you can't afford private or whatever the story is. Yeah. You're on food stamps. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, whatever it is, you for some reason don't want the best fucking education for your child. Yeah. Fuck you. I just, it makes me so angry. And so it was just like so nice to be out there. And I did. I turned around and I just said, good job to any parent I could see. I was like, good job. Let's all go home and cry. Good job. Good job to you. We did it. Good job. And high fived all the way out the door. And then got to my car and bawled. Um, oh, that's so, so it was just, awesome. It was just like... Like, I still feel like I'm going to throw. I feel like I'm on yeah. the top of a roller coaster all yeah, day. Totally. Like, but I'm like, really glad I brought you a cappuccino. I, yes. That's I, probably <laughs> exactly what you need right now. Can you tell I'm a little wired? Um, so anyway. That's so awesome. It was, it was pretty so fucking cool. cool. It was great. So, I can't. Are you like so excited to go pick her up? I and am. Find I'm out, like, like, oh, yeah. And I have to like tamp myself. Like, I had to like really tamp myself down the whole weekend and just let her be excited yeah. and not build it up myself. Totally. Oh and my not God. be like, that is great. And all the, like, just yeah. throw like, I just It's tried... still going to be school. It's still going to have to go there and like sit there and be at school. Right. Which her creativity and Kendra, her like amazing spirit will still be crushed over the next 18 years of her life. But kindergarten right. is still cool. But like, you know, I'm trying to throw little things out here and there. Like, mm-hmm. remember, you know, try to be nice to everybody. You know, like little mm-hmm. things like that. And like, Remember, if somebody doesn't have, doesn't know the answer, you don't laugh at them, you mm-hmm. know, and if other kids are laughing and you're feeling brave, you know, you can say, don't laugh. And if anybody tells you, laughs at you for not knowing the answer, mm-hmm. you know, you say, don't laugh at me because I'm going to know the next answer or like whatever, mm-hmm. you know, just like little, and I didn't pile it on her all at once. These are just like little mantras I kind of have been spreading out over the last year <sighs> to like be in the back of her head because she's walking into this. I know. This is the like rage. This is where girls stop raising their hands. I know. This is where I, I, I don't know what happens to boys. I, I really don't. But um, this is or this is where, you know, boys start seeing girls differently and girls start seeing boys differently. Like all of that crap mm-hmm. starts. So I just am like, I'm treating it like thank yous and pleases and yes sirs and yes ma'ams mm-hmm. where I just... You just hammer it home mm-hmm. every day at some point in time. Then when it needs to, it's going to come out. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Anyway, so very exciting day. I have to do the same thing when I pick her up. I have to just keep my mouth shut mm-hmm. and not, like, pump her because mm-hmm. it'll come out as totally. she goes. We're going to make milkshakes. Oh, good. I know. Oh, so cool. So it's very good. So that is great. So that is some good news. Yes. Coming coming from, from this side. Um Speaking of news, Mm -hmm. today we are going to talk about what it's like listening and watching and reading the news once you have kids. 
please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. Let's just start off with this, as I don't mm. know this. Okay. Do you intake news? And how do you intake it? How do you... Oh, yeah. Good question. Yeah, so um, I have no idea. I do. It would be kind of weird if I didn't have any way of consuming sure. news. Um, I don't watch news on TV, though. Okay. So, so um, I listen to public radio. <laughs> Big surprise to everyone. Surprise. <laughs> Uh, so predictable. Um, yeah, I listen to public radio, and I, um, you know, I mean, you kind of can't avoid it if you use Twitter, right? Um, I will say, so I, don't I do know how get to follow some, news on Twitter. I don't follow news on Twitter, but it's like my friend, people who him. I follow will be tweeting about stuff that's going on, uh, or like post a link to an article or something. Okay, all right. Um, so get some news that way. Um, but I would say really the only way that I access news is public radio. Okay. All what right. about you? Yeah, no, I no TV. We don't watch uh, TV news. Um, I kind of got totally burned out in yeah. New York on like that 24-hour news cycle. And yeah. it's like there's – the last day I watched CNN was the day – it was a long time ago. It was when Britney Spears shaved her head. Uh-huh. And they were talking about it like a breaking news story yeah. all, all day. day. And I was like, uh, goodbye. That is just the perfect example of the thing that just is the last straw. And yeah. you're just like, really? This is not – this is this really is not, not news. This is not, first of all, it's not news. And second of all, like – how is this good for me yeah. in any way? Yeah. Like, what how is... is this a benefit to my life to sit here and, <laughs> like, listen to this or watch this? nothing yeah. for me. It yeah. affects not a thing that I do. Or it day. might affect, I mean, I feel like the, one of the reasons I don't, I mean, we don't, we don't get uh, those cha- most right. of those channels, but you know, part of the reason we don't get them is because we don't watch them, and part of the reason we don't watch them is because I know that it doesn't feel good in my body uh, to yeah, have yeah, that yeah. on. Like right. I'm very kind of like sensitive to that stuff, and I just it makes me <laughs> like it makes point. like even if it's an upsetting story, it makes it really like upsets me. It right. makes me feel like ill. But if even if it's something stupid like Britney Spears shaving her head. <laughs> It's like um, making me dumber, kind of. Yeah, for me, right, right, I feel right, like. right. Well, but so okay, so so yeah, I do the NPR, and I do occasionally a newspaper, and then uh, to be let, let's say it, I get a lot of my news from the Daily Show and Colbert. Sure, yeah, I, I, I think that's, that's some, another one. Actually, yeah. I at least know I know that I'm listening to totally biased news. Yeah, but I at least know that there's a story going on. If I'm interested, I can go. Yeah. pick out more. Sure, but. To go back to what you were just saying about, like, the 24-hour news feed and how it makes you feel, yeah, yeah. I hit this certain age. It definitely, I think, came with age and uh, experience for me where I just was like, I can't listen to the—I just want to hear the story. Yeah. I want to know the one thing. And my assumption is, unless it really is changing in the next 24 hours, uh-huh. I don't need to be filled in on stuff yeah. that potentially isn't actually news or may be false yeah. or may just be ranking up my level of anxiety. Yeah. Um, and that was before kids. That was before kids. That was a decision I made before kids. But anyway, so that's how I get it on the on the radios. Mm-hmm. And we usually come in in the morning and turn on NPR. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, as a matter of fact, it was after September 11th that I said I will never not have the radio on first thing in the morning. Oh, because I, I, I mean, I was at work when all that happened, uh, like physically watching. But yeah. the, I remember thinking I was going to the park when we were like making our trek from the office back to the, when on September 11th. Uh-huh. We were walking to the park, and all these people who had just been at the park with their kids, like first thing in the morning, knew nothing because uh-huh. no one had been on the radio. They were just in the park. They didn't oh, know. Right. Say, so like right. you're passing the Weird. news along as you went, and yeah. it was such this crazy experience that I was like, I'm going to listen to the radio every morning before I leave the house just to make sure I'm not missing anything uh-huh. big yeah. that I should know about. Uh, but so we, we have it on. Uh-huh. Now that I have kids in the first couple of years in my kids' lives, I didn't think much of, they're not like really hearing it. Uh-huh. <laughs> but now, in this particularly long stretch of really depressing news, it feels like that that mm-hmm. is coming uh, on that's happening, I feel like all the words that are coming out that my kids hear on the radio, and I know they're not picking them all up, but it's just like rape, rape, murder, murder, war, war, shot, shot, young man shot, young boy shot, 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 shot. It's just like so incredibly violence. Yeah. Like everything. Now, occasionally you'll hear Catherine Bell will pick up on something that she recognizes like today. She goes, Compton's back in school today, just like <laughs> me. And I was like, yep, that's a fact. And like, you know, or they just say Katie and, you know, like the Katie Bell. So like, I know she, she doesn't know those other words to like pick up on them. Yeah. But now that I have kids, news becomes two things for me. One, again, I, I find it important to at least find out what's happening every day mm-hmm. so I just know what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. Two, I feel like I feel much more sensitive to the weight of the news, like mm-hmm. to the seriousness, to like the impact of the news that I never thought twice about in my like teens or 20s or even my early 30s. I was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I just, that, mm-hmm. that's happening? Okay. Like it just never, I remember asking Stefan one day, is it just that the world's getting worse or is it just that I'm paying more attention now? Mm-hmm. Like, has the world consistently always been pretty much as it is? I just wasn't listening or it didn't mean as much to me because I was so thinking, you know, about myself. Yeah. Because I'm 20-something. Biz, mm-hmm. who's like, hey, none of that impacts me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So now, like, now there are days where we're just, like, be in the kitchen and I'm, like, off. <laughs> Mm-hmm. off like I can't yeah I can't listen to this story or I can't yeah. so like I don't know have you come across that like do you like how do you have the new do you listen to it around the kids do you have well that's like, okay I have a couple things that that yeah. brought up for me Great. one um yeah because I used to read the New York Times every yeah. day and I stopped around the time that I had kids because I didn't have time to like sit there right. and read the newspaper so that was when I became where I started I mean I always kind of listen to public radio but like that's that's when I started what that's when it became public radio is my really my only source that's of exactly this. true for me and too, what yeah. I'm realizing now is that once Simon gets another year or two older and he does start listening I may have to swing back the other way yeah. just to not have that I mean not that he can't know about what stuff is going on in the world but right. I don't want like the constant flow of especially when like there's a particularly disturbing story going on and it's being followed. And so then there's like constant updates. It's like, I don't think that's good for him. So like, you know what I mean? And I may have to go back to reading the news, which sounds like 
no, hard. But, I, but, but, um, but, okay, go ahead. I'm, I was just going to say that I think the listening, even the listening, even though I'm not listening, watching a 24-hour news cycle yeah. anymore, and even though NPR's news is just twice, mm-hmm. you know, two hours, I'm still listening to all their content all day. And in a way, it is becoming the the same sort of effect, mm-hmm. but I'm listening and it's just constantly coming at me right all day. And I think the nice thing about the newspaper um, or online, like however you intake yeah. it from a reading That's, standpoint, yeah. um, you have a little more control over it. Sure, I, yeah. Because you yeah. can flip to the next story as opposed to waiting for the next story. Right, you know? like, yeah. Anyway, that's interesting. That's- um, but I think the other thing that I realized as you were talking is I think I've experienced almost like a little bit of an opposite thing from huh. you, um, which is that I used to care a lot more. And like oh. right now, I think I'm so just kind of like deep in the like emotion and madness of caring for these two tiny yeah. people that like I don't I can't deal with it and so I kind of I just don't let myself take it in like huh. deeply do you know what I'm saying yeah, like I no. know that it's going on but like Jesse will come in and want to talk to me about whatever's going on yeah. and I'll just be kind of like oh uh-huh okay and it's like it's just kind of like I'm at like right now. It may be different in a month. Yeah, I don't of know, course. but like right now, I'm so in this like sensitive place. Right. I think that like I just I'm shutting out the stuff. Like at least emotionally, not that I like am not listening. I'm still listening, right. but like I'm not really letting it in emotionally because I just don't have it. Right. Like I don't have the strength to like deal with it. Right. Whereas like I totally used to. Ah, that's interesting. So the emotional processing center it's, is closed yeah. on some level. Yeah, I can't do it. Like that. it's beyond because I think because I think there is something about like since I've since I've had kids, like now everybody in the world is somebody's kid to me, and like that yeah. is so painful. Like I can't. It's mm-hmm. it's just too much. Do you know what I'm saying? No, I know exactly what you're saying. I think th- yeah, there's something about it's either it's either these are. Everybody's been a kid at some point in time. Like uh-huh. even, even if they are the victim of some news yeah. story or the perpetrator of some news story, yeah. there is a parent somewhere yeah. who is who you, you want to assume tried their best. Yes, and, you know, like yeah. tried whatever their best was. Yeah, they tried. Yeah, you know, again, it doesn't negate that there are some really shitty like parents out there, <laughs> people right. out there. Totally, but I'm just saying for the yeah. most part, you're like, oh. You know, so you're yeah. right. It is. Or they were just a kid. like, the, yeah. or, the, or just you think about the person and you're like, you were a child. And, yeah. so, and I think for what me. What happened to you? I think for me there becomes this additional layer of everybody also becomes a potential threat to my children on some level. Uh-huh. Like, like it's, you know, what would we do if riots started in our town? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I think about things like that. Like I think about there's like the whole news story, which is great about – uh, the White House finally saying, you know, we're really going to crack down on campus, you know, uh, assaults mm-hmm. and rapes. And I think that's just great. But, man, every day on the news, I got to hear the word rape and sexual assault over and over again. And like today, a bunch of college boys were acting this out to, like, help educate. But, you know, I'm oh just like, God. ah. Yeah. But it's all good. But at the same time, I'm then thinking, I got a son I got to figure out how to navigate through this world. And I got a daughter I got to figure out how to navigate through this world. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Like, so it becomes this thing of, like, how do— 
how to it, it, it so it's hitting me on both emotional yeah. levels like one of like oh somebody's baby yeah and then the other of my babies yeah you know and then i think there's the added layer of like what the fuck I know. like there's a there's also this like general like what the fuck is wrong with everybody like where I are know. what year is it what the fuck i'm you know, know not to quote too many news stories right now but like a couple yeah. From like somewhere in New York, like a couple, and that means like a guy, girl, like a couple team, right? Not like a couple of dudes or a couple of, a couple kidnapped like two I Amish know. people and then like, and like did horrible things I and then know. let them go. And I was like, what the fuck? I know. It's, it's like, what the fuck is wrong with people? To which Stefan said, you need to stop saying what the fuck is wrong. Because I was like, really? I need you to answer me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's not people. It's yeah. not like, it's what the fuck is wrong with those people? And I said, you yeah. know what? That is a better way for me to frame that in my head yeah then i feel less like horrified by all everybody if i'm just like what is wrong with those well that is so you're getting into sort of like theory also about like i mean no but i mean (laughs) the the whole concept that like i'm sure we've all heard a thousand times which is like that like you know the media picks certain things to tell us about and it's because they make good stories and it's because our brains maybe naturally want to go to those places and so oh. what's a good headline it's a thing that people want to read and so it's you know that's terrifying it, i know it is terrifying but like it's it's um you know i i studied abroad in cuba for a semester um right. in college and like there it's really funny cuz it's the opposite um the media is like the opposite so like the state run media like only publishes like positive stories. Oh, how nice! Because they like want everybody to feel like everything's going really great. <laughs> and so it's how nice. Like, how nice for them. I, I know. That. So it's kind of like it's just it really. But living there for four months like really helped me understand that like it's just. I mean, it's just what somebody decided to write about. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Like right. And, and so I think like. Um, yeah, it's at what point is it like not good for you? Do, all the time, you know, it's not good for but me. But like, we it, also yeah. have to know about right. the things that are happening. Like, it's right. also kind of like a social responsibility thing, right? Yes. To like be to like be apprised of these things and like be aware and like think about if there's something we can do or you know. I mean, it's, right. I do feel like we have a responsibility, but on the other hand. Totally. Like, if you really just sat there and went through, like, all the top headlines constantly, you just, like, want to die. That's right. totally depressing. Well, the, <laughs> okay, well, let's, that actually just brought up a good point, and this is something you guys haven't had to come across yet, but we're going through, or I'm going through this, and that is, like you said, Jesse wants to talk about the news, and as we're sitting in the kitchen, and everybody's having breakfast and stuff, and something comes up, and I want to talk about it, we're getting to a place where it's, how, how do we talk about it if the kids are around. Yeah. Because we don't always have time in the middle of, like, later to talk about right. stuff. sure. So yeah. what I have found myself doing is, like, if I'm just, like, disgusted by something or, like, uh, let, let's let's take what's happening in Ferguson right now, uh-huh. um, which I think is impactful enough that if you listen to this podcast two years from now, you'll still possibly know what we're talking about. Yeah. But um, talking about that, I'll hear the stories about what's happening there. And inst- I try and train myself now to instead of being like, oh, what, the f- what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. people, are, people are horrible. People are trying. Like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I guess for me, like when I feel like it's so overwhelming, I'm mm-hmm. like, how do you how do you help 
in situations when you hear news that you're like, I wish I could do something. Mm-hmm. But I have, and that's the other thing. I have children. I can't, I can't go anywhere and do anything. I, I can't like, what can I do? Well, I think you can mm-hmm. try and take whatever it is that's making you crazy about the news story and turn it into, without pointing out specific, you don't have to explain, I don't have to explain to Catherine Bell mm-hmm. what's happening. Mm-hmm. That there are horrible race issues, for example, happening in our country and that there are Mothers and fathers who have to raise their kids with the idea to that, like expect to expect to be seen as a criminal. Yeah, like what the fuck is wrong with us? I know. Um, and so I can't say that to her, right? Right, because she's too young to understand that. But she can understand. I can, on the other hand, say, no matter what you're wearing, it means nothing. You know, like mm-hmm. I can say, everybody is a possible friend. Everybody is equal. Everybody deserves everybody deserves a hello. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like yeah. whatever that is, like whatever it is that she can process right now. Yeah. Because I, I can't change today's news, but maybe I can change tomorrow's news. You yeah. know what I mean? Like news down the road. Yeah. So that makes me feel like I've got some, like I guess when nice. I hear the social responsibility yeah. like you're talking about, yeah. I feel like, all right, it is my social responsibility to listen to this. Now what do I do with it? Yeah. Because if I sit there in front of my child and talk about how horrible people are, yeah, that I'm not potentially not changing the model. I'm right. not like, like she. who knows what she'll take away from that. And she might assume that certain types of people, that the police are horrible or mm-hmm. that young men are horrible or mm-hmm. that like whatever is horrible. Mm-hmm. And so like positive, 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 positive until I get in the room with Stefan and I go, what the fuck is wrong with people? <laughs> What's wrong? Um, do you... Do you ever go looking for, like, good news to, like, pepper it? Like, I feel like online there's a whole bunch of, like, these (laughs) – sometimes when somebody posts something on Facebook that's, like, quote-unquote news, and then I see the feed that it comes from, and it's, like, zoobabies.com. I'm like, I can't imagine that's really news. Mm -mm. I'm not really sure I buy that as something I should click on. But, like, some people go for that to make themselves feel. Do you ever, like... No, I think what I, I, think what I like to do is just look at my friend's babies. Don't you? Because it just makes me happy. That's right. Facebook is for babies. It is. It is for sharing. And cute little children. And cute little children. And, and cute puppies. Hey, yeah, puppies. Oh, yeah. Puppies Gives make me us pictures feel of puppies all day long. <laughs> I will Can consume we every last one of them. Reenact the horrible news stories of the day with babies and puppies. Somebody get on that on a Tumblr feed somewhere. <laughs> I'll certainly prioritize how we view the world. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Justin McElroy. And I'm Dr. Sydney McElroy. Every Tuesday, we bring you Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine, a show about all the dumb, weird, terrible ways that we've tried to fix each other over the years. You know, some light summer listening. Maybe you want to hear about yogurt enemas or why we tried to eat mummies for a while or why drinking cholera diarrhea sounded like a good idea. That and so much more is waiting for you every Tuesday right here on the Maximum Fun Network with Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206 350 
206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Teresa. Yes? Genius fail time. <laughs> the highlights and the lowlights <laughs> of the show. What you got? Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Uh, Well, I think my genius moment is last week on the show I was talking about not knowing what to do about Simon, teaching Simon to share with Oscar. (laughs) And, um... I, like, went home that day, Mm. and, like, it was, like, already better. Like, Mm. it got, it was one of those, like, it was one of those things where it was just, like, such a great reminder that, like, I I don't have to be in charge of fixing this for them. Like, they're both learning. Yeah. And they're learning so fucking fast. Yeah. That like I know it's gonna ebb and flow, and there's gonna be they're never they're not like done learning to share. Now they just perfectly share forever. Right. But like it was just I was like I came home and was like already Simon was just like I have some stuff for Oscar to play with, and like it was actual stuff that yeah. he was like helping Oscar play with, and I was just like yeah, like this is just it's gonna happen, and I don't need to like stress out about like managing them. Yeah, all right. That's that's very good. Thank you. That's very good. Good job. Thank you. Yeah, that's good. That actually ties a little bit with my genius, oh, cool. which is just I, I felt like a genius for, like, the way Katie Bell, like, went into school today. Like, yeah. I just felt like, I, you know, like, it, it is so much about her, mm-hmm. just like it is so much about Simon having discovered he can offer Oscar or something. But at the same time, it's like I, I'm saying it. I set that child up for success. Mm-hmm. I did it. You did it. And like, and so did Stefan. Stefan also set that child up for success. Mm-hmm. And we have, it just felt really good to see her like, I mean, not, if she cried, I would probably say the same thing. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, totally. Whatever. Yeah. But whichever way her response had gone, I know in my heart that she is ready mm-hmm. for this and to handle this. And we've given her the tools to handle this and that she's just going to process it as she needs to. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like I fucking nailed this. Good job. And I didn't sign up for 100 volunteer activities. This <laughs> Good first job. Year, so that's my real genius. <laughs> I recently traveled for several days with my family, my mom, my sister, my brother, and my two-year-old child. Um, We flew up to Seattle for a couple days for a big party, and I had a couple of genius moments on that trip. One of them was (laughs) when I was packing, the night before we left, I'm packing my daughter's fabulous dress that she's wearing to the party, you know, these other great outfits that she's going to wear. I threw in a couple of child-sized hangers because I knew the hotel wouldn't have them, and I wouldn't have any way to hang the stuff up once (laughs) I got there. And I got to tell you, that was amazing. I didn't have to iron her dress. I didn't have to iron her cute little outfits. The whole time we were there, they was all just hung up. It was perfect. So, like, four child-sized hangers in the suitcase, genius. The other thing was we went, and I didn't think about this, but I didn't bring any toys for the tub. And, of course, she got really dirty playing in the mud up there. And, you know, we get in the tub. My mom's like, oh, she's been in the tub, like, three minutes. She should get out. We don't have any toys. I'm like, got it covered. When I went to the dollar store today to buy more stickers for the restaurants, which another genius, by the way, stickers. <laughs> For a two-year-old in a restaurant will keep her busy 
the entire time you're waiting for food <laughs> and anytime you want to talk over a wine after the, after the meal. <laughs> but I went to the dollar store to get more stickers and I bought a couple of glow sticks. Mm. And I went in the bathtub, threw in four glow sticks, turned out the lights. She stayed in that tub for like half an hour until yeah. she was so pruny that she had to get out. And then we all laid in bed at night, lights off, because you have to turn all the lights off and all the devices off to get her to go to sleep. And she's lying in bed with these things. It was like a rave. She's like playing with these big <laughs> glow sticks and having super fun. So anyway, it was an incredibly successful plane ride and trip. And those few things just made it so much better. Good wow, job. Good she was job. like on top of it. Totally. I think I, I, think I titled that genius mom with many genius moments. <laughs> it was just like, all right, bring it on. Yeah. yeah I so love it. I think glow sticks should be in any emergency parenting kit. Mm. Like, bring open glow sticks in case of parenting emergency. Cool. They're genius. They're great. Good job, mom. Fail, 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 fail! You suck. Failures. Failures. We're riding pretty high. Yeah. What do you got? I don't think I told this story yet, Ooh. but Oscar has been like, you know, the stuff that you put under your rug to like that to like um, pad, like to like it's like gives a padding to okay. your rug and also kind of keeps it from slipping around okay. on the floor. It's like I don't even know what it's made of. Sure, it's like. This foamy, weird, chemically smelling sure. shit. Yes. And he likes it. Of course. And so he goes to the rug and he flips the rug back and he tears off little pieces of it and puts them in his mouth. <laughs> no, Oscar. And I try to get there like yeah. before he can do that, but he's on the floor all the time now because he right. crawls around everywhere now. And he totally gets them in his mouth. And the other day, he was just, like, sitting there, like, sucking on one. Like, I was like, what is in his mouth? And I go over there, and he's just, like, sucking on this. Like a like, lifesaver. Yeah. Like a poisonous lifesaver. Yeah. <laughs> That's awful. Yeah. Can you get your finger in there to get that stuff out? Yeah. I cannot get my finger in my he kid's mouth. He won't open his mouth? He will not he, open like, his mouth. He, like, locks it ma- shut. He locks That's so evil. Shut. I have never. That's... I couldn't do it with Captain Bell either, but this kid, I was like, this kid, I'm getting my finger in there for stuff. And yeah. he's just, like, locked out. I'm just jamming you my finger. You should practice on my dogs because that's the only uh, reason I know how to do it because geez. my dogs do the same thing. They they shut their mouth. As yeah. soon as they get something good, they're like, there is no way you're getting in there. But I get it. I know how to get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, good job raising I your guess. soon future superhero babies, maybe the spin, superpowers. Yeah, either that or cancer. Or I cancer, guess. one of the two. Good cancer job. of the mouth. God. <laughs> okay, anyway. Good job. Uh, all right. Thursday was the open house for Catherine Bell's school. It was the day that you go, you walk them around the classroom, you, like, sign up for after-school activities, you find out about T-shirts, you find out about kind of, you drop off paperwork. We go, it is, the kindergartners get there at 3.30. We get there, 3.30, so it's me, Catherine Bell, and Ellis. Mm -hmm. Ellis who at this point, if it's 3.30, meaning he has not had an afternoon nap. Mm. Stefan's meeting us there at 4.30. We, because I'm like uber organized, I've already taken care of like everything by like four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, maybe we should just fucking go home. But she's like, I know Stefan's about to show up. Mm. We're going to eat pie and burger there. It is 
100 degrees, and I am not joking. Yeah. And there's no shade, and yeah. it's chaos, and there are children everywhere, and there are parents everywhere. And, like, so we, Stefan shows up. We make our way to the pie and burger place, to, which is this, like, you know, food truck. Right. I pay way more money than I should for stupid dinner. Right? It's mm-hmm. 100 degrees out on this lot where we're supposed to be, like, signing up for stuff. I feel miserable. Ellis is, like, burning out. Captain Bell is burning. It is becoming a total nightmare. I'm like, that's it. We're gone. We're done. Yeah. We start heading back to the car, which I've luckily found a place right at the front. Uh-huh. And I'm looking for my keys. And I am looking for my keys. And I cannot find my no. keys. No. And my car is locked. No. And I'm like, are they in there? Because I had gone back to get my sunglasses out because it was 100 Brazilian degrees and I had moved some stuff around. So in my head, I'm like, they're probably just sitting under my shirt. I can't get in. It's 100 degrees where my car is. There's no shade. Everybody's losing it. And the best I can do is to start walking back through the school, seeing if if I lost my keys. The only, I mean, at that point in time, and let me tell you, there have been like so many series of tiny fails leading up to this of uh-huh. like, I don't know where this is. I've lost this or I've done this or we shouldn't have been here. Like, uh, I mean, like, there's just so many horrible things. And I was like, my keys. And it's, how yeah. are we going to get home? The baby yeah. seat's in there. Like, there's right. no, there's no nothing. Right. So I first stop by her classroom, no keys. I go to the first table, like, there's, there's tables everywhere, of, like, registering your kids. Mm-hmm. I go to the first table, and, like, the head of the PTA is there. And I was like, hi, has anybody turned in keys? And this guy turns around and says, what kind of car do you have? I had left them in the car door. Not that I think anybody would have stolen my 2006 busted Kia in a beautiful neighborhood at the elementary school. school. Like, I mean, it just, but I don't keep anything in my car. Yeah. Um, But he, like, it it, it was like a school miracle that the second person I asked had them. Mm Mm-hmm. That, is that could have been an extra hour and to two like hours. And it was good looking out on their part, I guess. That was some parent had walked past and seen the keys and handed them to him. But I mean, like, how I would know. I have known to go find the head of the PTA? To ask? I know. You know right? what I mean? I like, I would have gone to the. I would have made my way to the office. Yeah, I guess is where I would have wound up. Yeah. But like, still, I just was like, and by then I was just like, We're just all right, just to add insult to injury. Yeah. We get home. And I put Ellis in the bathtub, and I go to, like, turn the water on. But, like, Catherine Bell's been messing with the faucet so uh-huh. much that it's... water sprays up oh. all over me. It's like, a, it's like a busted pipe thing. Oh, my God. It was just like, are you like, – I just started so crying. Mean. I just started yeah. crying. That's when you cry. I just started yeah. crying bathing my naked son. Right. There you go. My youngest, who is one and a half, has been super whiny for the last three or four days. And he decided he was going to stop sleeping. And then he decided he was going to stop eating. And all I can think of is, what is wrong with this kid? He (laughs) is perfectly fine. He is just being super whiny. Fast forward two or three days later, when I am with my other children at gymnastics, holding my little sweet baby angel boy, and notice that his ear is dripping with crusty pus. My little angel devil had an ear infection for a week. And being the awesome mother I am with three other children, I did not notice. So that is my fail. You do suck. Yeah, you but do I suck. want you to. I want you to know that there are. And I know for a fact that there are a lot of moms out there mm-hmm. who have done this because I have the calls. So we can do a whole yeah. show just on. Oops, I medically I missed a medical emergency. Yeah. I thought my kid was just being a jerk. Yeah, and it turns out they were horribly ill. Yeah, like yeah, that is like you were you is you are 
You are no special type of jerk. Yeah, you're, you're just a regular you're parent just a jerk. regular parent jerk. Uh, so, horrible job, <laughs> Mom. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. Hey, Max Fun listeners, I'm Dave Holmes, and if you've been missing my show, International Waters, then you've been missing this. Are chocolate chips a big thing in the in the UK? Like chocolate chip cookies? How behind do you think we are as a nation? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God! Have you heard they've managed to distill <laughs> chocolate into small drops? <laughs> what? Yeah, they're pretty big. Chocolate like, chips you... have made it to the UK. Because I don't like them. And... What? Right, and you are... So are you are... looking to move to a nation that doesn't... <laughs> is that what you're saying? Okay. I'm just sick of being ridiculed. I've heard Serbia doesn't have chocolate chips. Perhaps <laughs> <laughs> so I can move there. International Waters, a panel show where US and UK comedians battle for pop culture supremacy. Subscribe right now on iTunes or at MaximumFun.org. Well, no guest today. Mm-hmm. It happens. It does. It happens. You just get to bask... And the glowing glow, the good news of Teresa and Biz. <laughs> we know who you're here to see. You're here to see. I know. Uh, our failures. That's really all you're <laughs> tuning into. But but before we just continue uh, talking about how wonderful we were on today's show, <laughs> as we would normally do for one of our wonderful guests, uh, let's listen to a mom have a breakdown. Hi, I'm here holding my beautiful five-day-old baby on my chest, and my mother-in-law will be here for like four more days. She's here ostensibly to help, but today she decided the way she needs to help is to um, have my husband take her food shopping so she can buy me a bunch of food, even though I went food shopping yesterday, and leave me alone with a baby and two dogs for the first time ever. And they said they'd be gone for half an hour. It's been an hour, and no one's responding to my texts. And I, I don't know. I should be grateful that she's helping. <laughs> I just want her to go home. <laughs> this is my first parent. Oh. I know. Tiny sad rant yeah. today. But it's so important. Yeah. Here's the thing. First baby. Yeah. Five days in, yeah. First time by yourself, yeah. And I don't care how old you are. I don't. I don't care how many kids you have. I went through this with Ellis, like as my second kid. That first time, it was just me and him. I. I it, it's really overwhelming, and it's great that you, I don't care if your mother-in-law is there painting your house from top to finish. This is you don't have to worry about thank you notes or being no. grateful or ungrateful you don't need or to whatever. Be you don't have to be good. It's no, fine. Yeah, it doesn't matter. No. You don't have to be. Yeah. It's hard. It's exciting and it's scary. And like you are doing such a good job. And it sounds like you you have people around you who are doing a good job with you too, but all you have to worry about is the good job that you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I just it's just hard. It is really hard, and you're so just doing a great job. Yeah. And you don't need to worry about, like, you don't need to worry about 
feeling any other way than you just actually feel. That's that's exactly right. Good good point, Teresa. Thank you. That is really good. So we're going to let that actually start us off for our wrap-up today. And, And I've been thinking about this a lot recently, and that is being a parent is really fucking hard. I, I just have been, like, coming back to this recently. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe it's just that I'm five years into it. Mm-hmm. And, like, the repetition. <laughs> you go out and you see how – you see other parents. You see other situations. You see, like – I think one that kind of comes up the most is kid does – kid A does something to kid B uh, and doesn't apologize. Mm-hmm. And we're still in that young enough age where, as the parent, it's your job to remind them that you need to apologize. Mm-hmm. Right? And so – Parent of Kid A says, apologize to Kid B. Kid A wants nothing to do with this. Mm -hmm. Apologize. 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 Now, by the time you're five minutes into this, parent's going to do one of two things. Be fucking done with it. Mm -hmm. Too fucking bad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or they're going to spend the next hour. I've seen parents, like, spend 20 minutes chasing their kid around until they come back and apologize. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I was watching those two different things happen. I've had both happen. And I sit there and I say... That is why it is so hard because it is so easy to be the parent who's just like, fuck it. Yeah. Just fuck it. Yeah. Fuck this. I'm not going to make you do it. I'm not going to. Right. Mm -hmm. And then or you sometimes decide you're the parent that is going to work for 20 minutes. Yeah. You go back. You go back. You go back and apologize. You go Mm -hmm. back. And I I sit there and I think that is so tiring. It really is. That's just like one example of the stuff that you have to be doing nonstop. Yep. Or most of the time. Or, or you try to do it you most try, of the time. Exactly. The, the times that There's, Stephen's like, yeah. like you, you choose just talk your to battles, your mother. Like, but... <laughs> I'm like not even aware that Catherine Bell's being a total jerk to me. I was like, whatever. Yeah. And Stephen has to. But that's why it's, that's right. why. And it's not just moms and dad teams. Right. It's everyone. Whoever's yeah. Like, yeah. working with you and your family. Yeah. Like if you're the step parent or if you're like the team family or like whatever. <laughs> like somebody has to be constantly on it. On it. Yeah. And the result is things like Simon sharing, yeah. you know, or coming up with it on their own. Yeah. Or, like, the result is, like, Catherine Bell being polite to somebody. Yeah. So I was, like, it was, like, 100, again, it's California, and it's drought, and we're in Pasadena, and it's, like, a bazillion degrees all the time where I live. And I'll be, like, at an intersection going to the grocery store, having to fucking deal with the grocery store with the kids, and then I'll see other moms just out walking mm-hmm. their kids through the sun or, like, trying to get into the store. Like, just whatever. You're like, God, that's so fucking difficult. Like, what you're doing is so tiring. You just want to be like, fuck you. Like, you just want to be like, you know that, like, every person, every parent walking with their kid, wherever they are at that moment in their head somewhere is probably thinking, I wish I was anywhere else. Just stop. Just stop. Right? So I could just, I hear that mom. And I hear all our rants, and I think about, like, the parents on the playground, and I think about, like, the moms in Target, like, everybody out there. It is hard. And good job to you for doing it. You Really, the days that you don't do it, good job. Forgive yourself. And here's something else I was thinking about since we have some extra time. The other thing I was thinking about was... If you wake up one day and you realize you haven't been doing it mm-hmm. or you haven't been doing part of it the way you want to do it, you could change that. Mm-hmm. Like I think about like the old line, my kid never listens to me anymore. Mm-hmm. You can change that. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of work. That's that whole thing about parenting is hard. It yeah. sucks. But you can change it. Yeah. Any time in the game, you can change your approach. That is so true. And that is a mantra you have to keep in your I've had to change. I'll change strategies weekly. 
You know what I mean? Like, as long as it's working, mm-hmm. don't be afraid to say, oops, that may not have been the best. Mm-hmm. I'm going to change it up. So, takeaway one, parenting is hard, and you're all doing a good job. Takeaway two, when you hear those news stories, when you're listening to the bad news, when you're listening to news, remember, you are the one who can help make it all better news by teaching your kids good things and joyous things. So add that to your list of hard things to do. But (laughs) it's important. It's important. It's a good thing. And I think that's about it. It's a heavy, it's a heavy one. Yeah. Heavy learning one today. Yeah. I'm I mean, going to go home and think about this. We should all lot. go home and have milkshakes. <laughs> I'm going to forget it the moment I'm, I walk out the studio door. I'm going to walk out of here, swear around my kid, and probably drive recklessly. It's <laughs> probably what's going to happen. Um, <laughs> but I do think, I just want to say, Teresa, you are doing a good job. The processing thing is a good takeaway. To remember that you have to give your time, your kids time mm-hmm. to process Mm-hmm. what you're teaching them. Yeah. All so. that hard work you're doing, yeah. it's easy to get wrapped up that you have to kind of beat them over the head with it. And yeah. sometimes it's good to step back. Totally. So that that's a uh, good job. Thank you. And good job to you too. Thank you. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Guys to low down mama blue, low down mama blue. Guys to low down mama blue, gotta low down mama blue, know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlos, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. If you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show, then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, busting by, not going down Mama's room. Oh, said Daddy, baby, busting by, not MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.